Father, we thank you for this opportunity to worship. We thank you for this opportunity to sing your praise. We thank you for this opportunity to give you thanks because you are good, you are kind, and we love you. We just love you. We love you. What a mighty God we serve. 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 And heaven and earth adore. Angels bow before. What a mighty God we serve. Heaven and earth adore. Angels bow before. What a mighty God. And what a mighty God we serve, we serve. And what a mighty God we serve. And heaven and earth adore, angels bow before Lifted. Yes, heaven and earth adore. Heaven and earth adore. Yes, angels bow before. Oh, what a mighty God, God we serve. Praise it. Yes, heaven, heaven and earth adore. Angels bow before. It's what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. It's heaven and earth adore. Angels bow
Just by all moral standards, just, just, inerrant. Just as his word is inerrant, just as his word is infallible, just as his word, there is no corruption in him. Just as his word, he is pure, being refined, tried in the fire seven times. Hallelujah. He is full of divine perfections. Divine perfections, divine perfections that defy human understanding, comprehension, divine perfections that cannot be likened to any perfections that can be seen or revealed here on earth. He is incomparable. Hallelujah. A revelation of the moral attributes of God will take you the place of utter awe of His holiness and his glory. Hallelujah. Beloved, lift your voice. Bible says, who? I want to read something from the book of Isaiah. Yes, I could search through all eternity. It says that the grass withereth and the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. 
O Zion, that bringeth good tidings. O Zion, inhabitants of Zion, on the mountain of Jerusalem, that bringeth good tidings. The Bible says, lift up thy voice with strength. Lift up thy voice with strength. Lift it up. Be not afraid. Say unto the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Beloved, I have come to proclaim to each and every one of us, Behold your God. We've come to behold him. This is a time to set the Lord before you, like David. Set the Lord before you. If you couldn't do that earlier in the course of the day, or you did that in corporate fellowship, you want to do it again. Just set the Lord before you, even as you behold him. The next verse says, Behold, the Lord God will come with a strong hand, and his arm will rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. God is going to feed us with his word today like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm, and carry them in his bosom, and shall gently lead those that are with young. Oh my God. The blessings of God are always, I've noticed, it's always transgenerational to them that walk in obedience. If to them who are willing and obedient, they, they are not the only people who benefit from eating of the good of the land, but even their offspring, their young ones, and those after their young them benefit. Hallelujah. Now the Bible says, Who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and meted out the heaven with the span? of the earth in a measure and weighed the mountains in scales oh what a god who has weighed these heavy gigantic mountains in scales and the hills in a balance oh my god who has directed the spirit of the lord or with whom took he counsel and who instructed jesus who instructed Je Je Jehovah, who instructed the Spirit of the Lord and taught him in the and taught him. Behold, the nations and you and I, our cities all together are as a drop of a bucket and are counted as the small dust of the balance, a drop of a balance, a drop of a dust on the balance. Behold, he taketh up the isles, the isles, as a very little thing and lebanon is not sufficient if god is supposed to set a fire to burn if god is supposed to set a fire to burn to cook he says lebanon is not sufficient to burn do you know why bible makes specific mention of lebanon because the cedars the best of cedars in the face of the earth they are in lebanon the best of wood that should make up a fire a campfire or a fire a fuel fire to cook they are in Lebanon. He says, and Lebanon is not sufficient with all of its firewoods or firewoods are not sufficient to burn, nor the beasts thereof sufficient for a burnt offering. All nations before him are as nothing. They are as nothing and they are counted to him less than nothing and vanity. To whom then, beloved, will he liken God? Or what likeness will he compare unto him? Beloved, today, 
like never ever before. I want you to be filled with awe. I want your spirit to begin to realize, come to the full realization of his magnificence. How incomparable Jesus is. How lofty he is. How that God is high. He is high and lifted up. He is high and lifted up. Exalted. Exalted above all. Exalted beyond and above. He is above all. Come to that full realization for yourself. In the truest of the sense. Every sense of that statement. In the truest sense of every the length and breadth of that statement and just give him glory give him all honor give him all thanks all adoration that is due him to whom will to whom then will he liken god or what likeness will he compare unto him the wet man melted the graven image we have not come to melt graven images or to to to, to mold and to carve out objects gods to fashion gods after the manner of men or any other creation on earth to worship or to bow before we have come to bow before the highest we have come we have come we have come to worship him beloved lift your voice give him glory lift up your eyes on high and behold who has created these things that bringeth out their host by number he calleth them all by their names he called every single hair, every strand of hair on your head by name, by the greatness of his might, for that he is strong in power, not one faileth. Oh Jesus, me Kumalabadiataya. Father, we bless you. We worship you. We give you glory. Lord, we worship you. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you honor. Thanks and adoration. Your name be exalted. Mi komanuataya. Mi komanamatai. Libro pelehe. Libro berade. Rinoho shebenekete. Your name be exalted. Your name be exalted. Your name be exalted. Father, we bless you. We exalt you, Jesus. We give you, Jesus, all the glory, all the honor. Wherever you are, all the honor, all things, there is none like you, Jesus. When you call on Jesus, when you call on Yeshua, He He is is right that the Bible says, even though I walk through the valley of shadow, He is right there with us. Yes, if indeed you believe this is a song for the moment, if you believe this, yes, just lift it wherever you are, open your heart and sing this like a minute. Like a minute, that's it. When I call you, you will That's just. Oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. Keep up when I call you. Adoration and reverence 
Lord, we acknowledge you are God. In all circumstances, you are God. In all situations, you are God. We proclaim your name over every problem, every belonging, every situation, every form of occurrences, existing things in our lives, every name in our lives. We proclaim you as God and God alone. In the name of Jesus, be lifted, Jesus. Be lifted, Jesus. You who sustains all things by the word of your power, you who gives us our breath, we give you Jesus all the glory. We give you Jesus. We give you Elohim all honor. We give you Jesus all adoration. We love you, Jesus. We proclaim our love. We proclaim all honor. We proclaim all things. We proclaim all adoration. Even as we lay prostrate before you with our hands lifted up in Jesus' name, you are God alone in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. How many of us are already blessed by this atmosphere? The presence of God in this house, in this place. Hallelujah. In a space of 60 seconds, you want to tell God that Lord cleanse my heart, purify, purify my, my hands. Cleanse my hands, purify my heart, even as I draw closer to you. In the name of Jesus, as we continue to ascend this mountain of experience, even as we ascend this mountain of divine experience tonight, Lord, O oh God, cleanse our hands, purify our hearts. Your word says, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place? He who has a clean hand and a pure heart and has not lifted up his soul unto vanity. The Bible says that this one shall stand in the hill of the Lord. You want to lift your voice, tell God that, Lord, cleanse me. Remove every veil, every veil that will stand between my ability to behold your face, your glory, to receive from you, to drink from the fountains of living waters today. Lord, let those veils and iniquities, transgressions as a result of sin be removed in the name of Jesus. 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 Father, Lord, we plead for cleansing by the blood of Jesus. We receive forgiveness by the blood of Jesus. We receive forgiveness by the blood of Jesus. Lord, make us whole, spirit, soul, body. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, oh God, we ask that every dent, every every stain of sin on our garment of purity, Lord, by the blood of Jesus, you clean, you clean, you clean and make us whole in Jesus' mighty name. Your word says that our, our garment should always be white and our heads should not lack oil. Lord, we know through you we have received redemption through the forgiveness of sins by the blood of Lord Jesus. We thank you for cleansing. We thank you for divine alignment. We thank you for sanctification. Spirit, soul, body. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Now you want to lift your voice. 
Bible says that have you not known has thou not known has thou not heard this is an existing knowledge in the realms of the spirit but it takes those who are diligent seekers them that are searching like the periods to come to full realization and accurate apprehension of this revelation in the realms of the spirit it says has thou not known has thou not heard that the everlasting god the creator it says the lord the creator of the ends of the earth fainted not neither is he weary there is no searching of his understanding he giveth power he giveth power he giveth power to the faint and to to them that have no might he increases strength beloved you want to come to the one who gives power to the faint and increases the might of them that have no strength you want to tell god that lord as i pray in the language of the spirit according to even romans chapter 8 verse 26 for we know not what we should pray for as we ought Hey, but the Spirit Himself maketh intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Lord, oh God, help our infirmity. Help my infirmity. Increase me in strength in the name of Jesus. Increase me in strength in the name of Jesus. Increase me in strength. Lord, increase my spiritual strength and might in the name of Jesus Christ. Increase my spiritual strength and might. Me komali mo sabrekete. Rapados kebeli ataya. Radekete kebe kopaya. Power, 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 power. Strength of God. Riko veni ataya. Even as you help our infirmity. Ina kona mataya. Quicken our spirit. Quicken our spirit. Quicken our spirit. To be able to receive from you. Me korate vreni bi ataya. To be able to draw from your excellent glory. Lato zeveni. Lato zeveni. Lord power, hey power to the faint, power to the faint, hey to them that have no might, Lord increase. Infirmities, Likos Copelata, Rakata Kappa, Rados Kapanamatalakataya, Eros of Anamata, Insensitize our spirit. Power, 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 Ecos Held in your 
final prayer you want to lift your final prayer and you want to tell God that Lord you want to tell God that Lord prepare my heart to receive from you every word you have for me through the ministration of the word and the prophetic In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Prepare my heart to receive from you. Give me a word in season. Speak to me. A word to transform my heart, my spirit, my situation. In the name of Jesus. Let me encounter grace. Let me encounter your power. Let me encounter your presence. Let me encounter an anointing to break a yoke in the name of Jesus. Knowledge that will liberate me and set me free in every realm, every department of my life where there is captivity and bondage for we shall know the truth and the truth shall set us free. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, a word, a revelation, Oh God, that will illuminate our spirit, illuminate a dark place in our understanding in the name of Jesus. Beloved, lift your voice. This is your personal prayer to God. Father, we ask that you take control over this atmosphere. Father, take control. Let your spirit have free course, free flow in the name of Jesus. Minister to us a word in season, a word in season in the name of Jesus, a word in season. The lively oracles that proceed from you in the name of jesus grant us grace oh god enable us encounter power to heal power to deliver power to transform power oh god to restore like the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years father today some of us have come bleeding in various places and points of our lives as we reach out to touch you 
Lord, let every issue of blood in any area of our destinies, financial issues of blood, marital issues of blood, relationship issues of blood, business issues of blood, ministerial issues of blood, of any dimension, O oh God, any fault, O oh God. Even we stand in using ourselves as points of contact for our families, our brothers, our sisters, our parents, our uncles, our aunties, all Christians in our families. We ask that Lord, let this encounter, the effects of today's encounter trickle down. Let it trickle down like the oil that was on Aaron's head. Lord, let it trickle down even to them, their liberation, their wholeness in the name of Jesus to bless them, to liberate them in the name of Jesus. We stand in the gap for them. Speak to us, O God, a word in season. In your light, cause us to see light. In your light, cause us to see light. In your light, God, cause us to see light. In the name of Jesus. Let every scale of hindrance, every scale of blindness, every scale of darkness, every veil of evil that has veiled the heart of a listener, scale of blindness on the eyes of anyone beholding, seeking to behold your face and your glory today. Let them all fall off in the name of Jesus. Let your light, O oh God, that shines through darkness, so that the darkness is not able to comprehend, the darkness is not able to overcome. Let that light, O oh God, shine through every veil of darkness, every shadows of darkness, and dispel them in the name of Jesus. By your angels, O oh God, by your angels, O oh God, let scales that of blindness fall from the eyes of everyone at the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus. Bring transformations to the heart of men. Lord, transformation to the heart of men. Liberation, O oh God, to the spirits and souls of people in bondage in the name of Jesus. Healing, O oh God, to the depressed and the oppressed. By your anointing and your presence, your glory in this place, let yokes be broken. Let yokes and burdens be taken from the neck of people in the name of Jesus. And yokes be broken completely in the name of Jesus. At the ministration of your word, let yokes be broken completely in the name of Jesus. Deliverance, O oh God, hate the lives of everyone, spirit, soul, body, in the name of Jesus. Right now, I let loose your angels, the angels of this commission. Lord, touch. Lord, transform. Make whole. Empower, impart. Grant grace and strengthen. Minister your presence. A fresh hunger, a fresh hunger, a fresh desire to everyone, the heart of all listening in the name of Jesus. Father, help us tonight. Help us, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We give you glory. Take preeminence. Take preeminence. For you are before all things, and through you all things consist. We understand that without you was not anything made that was made. We thank you, Jesus. Let not this meeting be made without you. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, people of God. If you are ready for encounter today, you're on a type. Thank you, Jesus.
Oyoni type, I am ready. God bless every one of you who has stayed up to this point in time to join us to behold the face of God, the glory of God, and to bask in the presence of the Most High God. Hallelujah. God bless you. As many as are typing it, I, I speak over your life. May today mark a remarkable turning point in your life in the name of Jesus. May tonight the ministration of the word of God, which is the surest word of prophecy, and then the ministration of the Spirit of God, may it bring about a complete turnaround, a complete turnaround, a complete turnaround in every sphere of your life for the best in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, may you encounter the tangible glory of God, the Shekinah glory of God, the glory of God that invades earth, that invades system and brings restoration and life in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. May God increase your measure of faith. May God increase your measure of grace. May God increase and dole out to you another measure of the anointing in the name of Jesus. An anointing for exploit in ministry in the name of Jesus. Encounter grace abundant grace that will cause you to abound in all good works in the name of Jesus. Grace, oh God, even the grace that makes for favor before men in the name of Jesus. Today, at the end of today's meeting, the places where men look down on you, I declare, they will look up to you in the name of Jesus by the grace of God which makes men in the name of Jesus. You'll never live here the same. You'll never live here the same. You will live here transformed. You will live here edified. You will live here mighty, mighty blessed. You will live here with a miracle. You will live here with a superior understanding to something you previously didn't understand. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. We call it done. As the word of God comes, we want to take our declaration. You want to declare over your life you want to declare and say i am growing wiser mightier bigger better and in and in understanding to all things in the name of jesus the places i fell short yesterday i'm not going to fall short today i receive the ministration of joy and happiness strength and life for the words of god they are spirit and they are life. Hallelujah. They are health to my bones in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Beloved, I need your ears in this short moment of the ministration of the word. Amen. I need your ears. Daddy God needs your heart. Amen. I need your ears. Daddy God needs your heart. Amen. Cooperate. Make notes. Be attentive to the leadings of the Spirit. Don't wait until only when it is um, time for the prophetic word before, or the ministration of the prophetic before you start one. You, you, you begin to be active on the platform. It's one of our own. Um, one that has been blessed and graced mightily in many areas. I don't know how to describe her, whether my sister or my daughter in the world.
for sure. For sure, she is a daughter in the faith. Hallelujah. God has prepared her to bless us, to minister to us. Hallelujah. And to teach us and to groom us. Amen. Without much, our minister for tonight, Minister Mary Christiana, to bless us with the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Daddy, for this great privilege. But once again, a great privilege to, to fellowship in the house of the Lord. And our topic for today is titled How to Deal with and Overcome the Desires of the Flesh. Yes, this is one great um, thing which is leading us astray the desires of the flesh. Okay, time is much spent. So I will, I will begin. And first of all, when we talk about flesh, I want, I, I, will, I will want to first speak or talk about the meaning or definition of the flesh. Now, we have, we have the definition of flesh when it comes to um, scientific term, but you know we are not here for scientific purpose, but we are here um, we are here with the mindset of godliness yes so when we talk about biblical definition of the flesh it goes as any human action or achievement without dependency upon the holy spirit and without glory in christ jesus you get me so any action or achievement anything you do any step you take which is not in christ jesus which is not um godly which is not christ-like it's fleshy you get me and we all know that or if you don't know according to the bible anything fleshy is sinful okay so when we say um you are living according to the flesh it means that you are living a sinful life because you are you are an antichrist you are anti-christian because you are not doing anything with you are doing things um, you are not doing things in the knowledge of Christ. You are not involving Christ in anything you do. You are out of the alignment of Christ Jesus. You get me? Yeah. And our scripture will be taken from, for this, our scripture to back this, sorry, will be taken from the book of um, Romans chapter 8, the verse number 8 to 9, the NIV. Someone can please help us with that. Romans chapter 8, the verse number 8 to 9. Okay, so I read. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. If you are not doing anything 
God bless you, Minister Winning. So, um, I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate on the verse number nine, which says, But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, it is none of his. So if you are do if you are living according to the flesh when you are when you are doing things or your actions or anything you achieve in life your achievement is all based on worldly things worldly basis fleshy it's not in the knowledge of christ maybe you are you are you are gaining a money or fame out of corruption we know corruption is not part of the things of christ jesus do you get me so you are not part of christ therefore you are out of christ and anyone who is out of christ who doesn't do anything in the knowledge of christ is against christ so therefore the person is anti-christian the person is against christ okay yes so this is um this is the definition of flesh when we talk about living in the flesh this is what it means okay yeah it's all about living a simple life a life which is not in alignment with the will of god so i move on to the characteristics of the flesh according to the bible when we see the characteristics of the flesh what are some of the characteristics of the flesh and this can be taken from the book of galatians chapter 5 Galatians chapter 5, the verse number 19 to 21. Galatians 5, 19 to 21. Kindly help us with the scripture. Galatians 5. God bless him, Mr. David. So Galatians chapter 5, the verse number 19 to 21. I read. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, faction, and envy, drunkenness, and they're like, I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of god so these are the characteristics of um the things of the flesh do you get me these are the characteristics of it. and all those things as um as you can see on the platform they are all immoral acts they are all immoral acts they are all not in alignment with the will of god when you are into um when you are into sexual immorality you fornicate you can, it is not part of God. You are living in the flesh. These are some of the signs and symptoms to show that you are living in the flesh. You are full of jealousy. As a Christian, if you have Christ, if you have Jesus Christ, and you know that when you have Jesus Christ, we have everything. The Bible even made known to us that what is the essence if a man gains the whole world and leaves, sorry, and if a man gains the whole world, and loses his soul what is the what um, what is what is the essence of this so what is the essence of this again so this should even tell you that your life 
when your life is more important than the world they should even tell you that when you have jesus christ you have everything because jesus christ is the light of the world and in him we have life so if you have christ jesus you have more than this world so if you have more than this world that means that anything the world can give you jesus christ can give it to you and will give it to you in abundance you get me yeah so due to this i don't know the reason why you should envy someone if you know that you have you have more than um the world can give you you need not to envy anyone because when you begin to envy someone this is when um you be you begin to lose your knowledge or your identity in christ jesus because you wouldn't when you envy someone you you begin to give the enemy the chance in your life it's not part of it's not part of the spirit it's not part of the things of christ the things of the spirit are things pertaining to christ jesus and the flesh which is sinful things will always cause you to envy people and out of envy and jealousy it will it will end you up it will lead you into um it will lead you into um killing someone it can lead you into um into stealing because you envy the person you want to always you want always want to have more than the person you you don't understand why um your brother or your sister have um or has something you do not have so in that case you begin to envy your brother or your sister and out of this you'll be like oh so what are the ways and means I can get this? Um, I can also get this. You either try to steal, or you either try to tarnish the image of your brother or your sister. Do you get me? And all this, you should you should know that these are some of these are um, the traps of the enemy to lead you astray. Because of the power of God around you, the enemy can't have access in your life. The only way the enemy can have access into your life is through traps. He always sets traps. And he begins from one place to another, from one process to another. So envyness can grow and bear fruit. It, it will bear fruit in your life and it will lead you and it, 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 it will give you um, poisonous fruit. It will bear poisonous fruit that will become a disaster or that will lead you into your early grave. It, de it develops bit by bit. You, you know that um, um, fighting or stealing is, is not a good thing. Do you get me? But because you envy someone, you always want to be in the position where your brother or your sister is. So you do your possible best to get there. But if you know who you are in Christ Jesus, you wouldn't do that. You always know that and God's time indeed is the best. And that when you have Christ, you have more than what the world can give you. So enviness, jealousy, sexual immorality, witchcraft. And you know, which um, enviness can even lead you into witchcraft. You envy someone, so you, you you begin to find other means or other dimensions of and ways to gain things. The enemy will set you because a witch, it is only a witch who envies people. Do you get me? A witch always wants to have everything to um to herself. So when you envy someone, it can generate into witchcraft. Do you get me? Yeah. So these are some of the characters, the characteristics of the things of the flesh one can lead you into so many things it can open you up into so many troubles it can end you up into so many things 
that you wouldn't have thought and um, like your rightful senses wouldn't have um wouldn't have um led you into that but because you didn't wait on christ because of lack of knowledge of um the spirit and the flesh you begin to do things out of the knowledge of christ but you wouldn't know you see at times uh, they come normally you uh, you as we go on i will talk about that so i just want you to know that these are some of the characteristics of the flesh but when we leave when we live our lives or we begin to see the symptoms in our lives we are humans and at times it happens do you get me at times out of frustration you'll be like you want to take in something that will leave, that will reduce um your frustration or your depression so therefore you go if you you would want to go in for alcoholic drink or something Again, and all this will lead you astray. If you begin to have this experience or these symptoms in your life, you should know that you've given position or room for the enemy or the devil in your life. Hallelujah. So if you begin to envy someone, you should know that the devil is uh, the devil has set a trap of enviness because you know that when he, if he's to use um, sexual immorality, he wouldn't get you. So therefore, he will use envy. And you, you will let you set a trap of enviness for you. That will lead you, and that envy can lead you into immorality. Of course, the flesh of um, sorry, the things of the the flesh, it, it's it's like a it's like a circle. Do you get me? One can lead you into all. So we should be careful. That is why the Bible says we should be watchful and prayerful. Least we fall into temptation because the spirit is well and bad, the body is weak, the flesh is always weak. That is why the enemy, the devil, always have and um, he doesn't pass through the spirit, he always uses the flesh, he uses the flesh as a channel or as a vessel to gain access or control over our lives. So we should always be mindful of that. This is why um the Bible always um the Bible always capitalized the flesh as what's sinful because he knows that this is the only weakest vessel the enemy can use to have access in your life. I mean, human beings, we are um, we are made up of, um, should I use three things, which is the soul, the spirit, and the body. The enemy can use your soul. He can only use your, your flesh to get access into what? Your spirit, or sorry, your soul. Do you get me? He cannot use any other means. The only means he can use is your, is your flesh or your body. This is why the Bible says that what the spirit is willing, but the body is what is weak. So you should be mindful of that. All these things are things of the flesh. Your spirit won't just push you, or your, your, you wouldn't be there, or your soul will just tell you to go and still or, or to begin to envy. No. It begins from one point to another. It begins from the flesh. The enemy operates through the flesh. Do you get me? But the same Bible tells us that our body is the word, is the temple of God. So you would either make it the temple of God. It is in your it is in your hands. The decision has been given to you to make the choice. Whether to make your body the temple of the Lord or to make your body the temple of the devil. If you make your body the temple of the devil, that is when you begin to um embrace the things of the flesh the characteristics of the flesh okay yes so we should be mindful of that now 
we move on to the manifestation and struggle with the flesh the manifestation and struggle with the flesh we say how does the flesh manifest this means that how does the flesh manifest itself in human beings how does the flesh manifest itself in human beings and the bible has answered our question which is now the deeds of the flesh are evident which are immorality so these are um the characteristics of the flesh this is this is how um the flesh manifests itself to you and these are all sinful nature so this should even tell you that the flesh itself this is why the bible capitalized the flesh as sinful because everything around the flesh since it's weak anything can operate through so you should be mindful of god can um, operate through your flesh but it is only when you give him the chance the enemy can also what, operate through the flesh so this is how the flesh would manifest the flesh manifests itself through the characteristics which was given to us or the fruit of the, the through its fruit which was given to us in galatians chapter 5 the verse number 19 to 21 hallelujah now now you're moving on to the works of the flesh the works of the flesh the works of the flesh what when you say the works of the flesh what are the works of the flesh you see god tells us in the bible that sexual immorality is any sexual activity that happens outside of marriage so i'm giving you i'm using um one characteristics of the flesh to describe how um the flesh works how the flesh works through sexual immorality and we know that the end time one once one thing or one fruit the enemy the devil is using to bring down generations which is the youth is sex sexual immorality again now this are end time fornication is a normal thing to see bad girls and bad boys is the trend it's something normal do you get me the righteous one and the holy ones are limited and yet and the the bad ones are increasing so now who are you to talk about or to tell um, to advise your friend who is into sexual immorality or who is a bad girl who exposes his or her body to attract the opposite sex who are you to to stand in front of her or him to tell him that oh that my, my brother my sister your lifestyle is no good the person has um thousands of evidence you get because when the person turns right left upside down up and down all the person is all um all the persons all that the person sees is um bad people and um, i don't even know what to say bad girls and boys around you get me the person keeps seeing um, this uh, when the person turns oh someone who has tattoo a guy who is in dread a guy who is in crazy jeans is around a bad boy now when you're even there now one that was there a man is it it's normal as a girl man will approach you and things but it's in your power to work to either resist or accept. 
when men come to me, when they come, no, oh, then they begin to talk about sexual. Um, I, I've been like, ah. so you don't even have regard for like humanity. Like at least you should know that ah, you've met someone. So at least let's start for oh, can we be friends? You see that kind of vibe. Oh, can we be friends? Then we take it out. We take it from there. But then the way they come to you, no, oh, I have I have some questions for you. Can can I meet you? Can I meet you here? Um, um, ca ca can we can we have sex? How many times have you kissed? How is it? They begin to rain all sorts of um profane words at you because it is perceived that every girl, every boy is a bad girl, is a bad boy because it's normal. Again, now having sex at normal, doing bad things, practicing immorality, sexual immorality, especially it's normal. So when they approach you, when you're even into Christ, now when you've even covered yourself from head to toe, because of our, of our fellow brothers and sisters, the Muslim, you see, they are always in, um, they are always in straight dress and things. And in the only way, when you see someone in straight dress, that means that the person is, is a holy person. Now they claim that, oh, those who even wear the straight dress, those who even wear scarf and things, those who even dress uh, modestly are the, are the bad ones. So that one, when they even come to you, like it's like they, they know what to say. Do you get me? So it's like everything is normal. Everything is normal. See, there are certain things saying eh, you can't like you can't say it, but you have to what you have to say it. Because it has become like it has become normal. Besides, we are not children, we are growing. And we know how our world is going. I know you you have now I was even shocked. I was working with a, a, a male friend. A girl came from nowhere proposing to the boy. Can you imagine? Now if, now if I, I was like ah, I told my friend that ah, like like seriously, now a lady is rather a guy is a lady is rather proposing to a guy. Which part of the Bible said that? Do you know the answer they will give you when you are, when you ask them that question? They will tell you that. We human beings, we've limited ourselves to certain things. What is bad about a, a, a lady proposing to a guy? But my sister, at least you should know your pride. See, that one thing in this world, one um, gospel fact is that when a guy doesn't love you, no matter what, he doesn't love you. Every guy, if, if you give yourself to a guy, unless the spiritual ones, those who are into Christ, my spiritual brother, unless them, those who are on fire, those who are vigilant, those who are in the spirit, they are the ones you can't get. But even with them, there are some vibrations, but they, are, they know how to, to hold themselves. Do you get me? Yes. So, with that, a guy would use you. Do you get me? He would use you, but he wouldn't marry you because he doesn't love you. Yeah. And as the lady, I was told that, I don't know if it is true, I was told that as the lady, a guy doesn't need your love. The only thing the guy the, the the guy needs from you is humility. As a as a lady, the only thing a guy needs to needs from you is for you to be humble. But a guy is to love. That is what I know. If I'm mistaken, I'm sorry for that. But this is what I know. That as for a lady, yours is to be humble. Do you get me? And a guy is to what is to love. But now it's the vice versa. Now, when every guy comes to you or any any lady approaches you, it is like a deal. 
we have to go into this. I I went I once went to um to visit my friend to 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 preach to him, and when I when I started preaching to him, he told me that there is no sin in sex. That is what he told me. He said there is no sin, and I was like, mercy. Why did the Bible say that? He said, at this age, when you have sex, it's not good. And they will give you, they, they can give you points to prove that. I'm telling you, if you don't take it, you'll fall short for it. They will tell you the benefits, the advantage of having sex and things. They will tell you the advantage of kissing. They will tell you the advantage of all those. If you don't take it, they'll quote scriptures for you. But I'm telling you, all those scriptures they are quoting, it is out of the flesh. You see, when the devil comes to you, and the devil, if the, if the devil knows that you are you are godly, you are into Christ, and the devil comes to you, the devil won't come to you with the things of the world. No. The devil will come to you with the scripture. Even Jesus Christ, when he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, the devil was waiting for him patiently. After he had fasted, he had fasted. even he died, is even God. After he was done fasting, the devil came to me and told that if you are the son of God, turn the stone into bread. Do you get me? And Jesus Christ said, What man shall not live by bread alone. Do you get me? But by the word of God. Um, I, I hope I'm not mistaken. Do you get me? So even the, the devil himself, when he's even coming to you, he comes to you with scriptures because he knows your standard. The devil is very smart. So if you think you are smarter than the devil, then you should. And I urge you to have the, the full grace of what? Of God. This is why um, Jesus Christ said we should be vigilant. The Bible says what? Well, we should be vigilant. You see, we should be like the serpent. Okay? So we should be vigilant. You see, and the Bible also made known to us that bad companies corrupt good character. So you should be mindful of the company. You'll be like, oh, they are my friends. I'm the only holy one of this. Whatever they'll say would lead me astray. I'll rather change them. Hey, I'm telling you, I've been there before, and the things that they told me, I had to flee. Because if I hadn't flee from them, like I would have forced, I would have fallen short by now. But grace and glory be to Jesus Christ. That by his grace, I didn't fall short. So you know what I did? I stopped preaching to him because I know that that wouldn't help. I stopped preaching to them and I made up my mind that I would rather go and build myself in Christ before coming to them. And when I come to them, I will come with a full knowledge of what of Christ and I will come with other what, men of God to what to help me, to support me. Because this um this Christian journey, you cannot go, you cannot, you cannot run the race alone. You, you see, you need men of God to help you, to help you, to raise you from one level to another. Like the Bible wouldn't have, like Jesus Christ wouldn't have said, we all, like the Bible wouldn't have made known to us that we all come together to form the body of Christ. He didn't say you were alone to form the body of Christ. He said we all come together to form the body of Christ. You have something good in you that I don't have. So we all have to bring it together. When we bring it together, we grow in it. Right. So we are moving on. So as I said, sexual immorality is one thing and our end time that is leading us astray. So you should be mindful of that. 
Is it stick to the Bible? Stick to the Bible. If you know that the, where you are going to, tell it. The, the, at times when you have, when you go to preach to people, I'm telling you. I don't know if you've been there before. If you don't take it, the things they will tell you when they will start preaching to you, and if you don't run away from there, you will fall short for it. Okay, so you should be mindful. If you know that you are not prepared for a certain place, please don't go there. Go back and prepare yourself and come back. Hallelujah. Now, let's move on to the consequences of the flesh. What are some of the consequences of living in the flesh? Because, I'll, and to, to be honest, when you are living in the flesh, you 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 feel like hey we are seeing my day but let me tell you something when you are living in the spirit i've not gotten to the spirit but let me say this when you are living in the spirit you, you get to know that living in the spirit is the greatest peace sorry is the greatest peace happiness and joy you can ever have when you are living in the spirit you get to know that hey the world is more interesting than you thought you see when you're living in the flesh and you are blind so anything you are doing because you are not in christ you don't know what you are doing you can you are blind to everything you are into darkness if christ is the light of the world if you're not in christ you are into darkness and imagine you operating in darkness and you should always be mindful that evil, evil people operate in darkness. The thief doesn't come to steal by day, but what at night. Because he knows that at that time, everyone is asleep. And in darkness, eh, that even, in a, even we have like, God has given us moon, the moon to give us light. But yes, so we realize that mm, we need artificial light to help us. We need artificial light to help us. That is why they are now we have artificial. First, we were using candles. Now we realize that candles are not helping us. So we have to come out to understand. Um, now, as our world is moving on and on and on, we are getting different sources of um, different sources of light, which are what more powerful. But all came from the ideology and the knowledge of what God. So even if the moon even gives us even light, we can the moon give it, gives us light. Why why um why do we even need light? Why do we need other sources of light? Because we know the importance of light. We know that we cannot operate in darkness. Because when you're in, in darkness, when something bad is about it, okay. Imagine you are living in a room with a snake. If you don't have light, how will you be able to identify that? You've been lying down with a snake on your bed, but yesterday you don't know. A snake can live in a room with you for months, you will never know. But when you have light, you'll be able to what? You'll be able to find out that mm, you are not in the room alone. There is a second person, you have a roommate who has been living with you in your room. All right, this should even tell you that. So, even if this is, um, this has to do with the physical world how much more the spiritual world you get me if you're if you're into darkness you wouldn't know that is when you'll be exposing yourself 
as a lady you'll be working then half of your breast is in the air half is inside you wouldn't know you think that oh it is nice it is normal then you put the holy cross there you think that oh it is nice but when you come into the saving knowledge of christ when you come into the light you'll be able to identify that hey this is my pride something i'm supposed to hide that will attract a good man that will bring glory to me i'm rather giving it to the world anytime i'm going out my grandma is sitting out she's waiting for me when i come out she tells me that something that is expensive is not shown something that is not expensive is being shown she tells me that when something is expensive eh, the thing doesn't have to expose itself to attract customers do you get me customers begin to customers rather run for it and when people run for it you see expensive things are always bought by what high class people expensive people but when you're exposing yourself is it is cheap so everyone can come in everyone and every is it it is cheap so you have to talk about it and is it good things and speak like they speak on their own you, you they don't need external speakers to speak for them you are exposing yourself you're exposing yourself because you know that it is cheap you don't know the value of your body so you expose it towards to other people to come and buy like come and buy come and buy it's cheap come and buy don't call me katamanto to um, 20 percent when you go to Kantamanto when they are bringing the ball 20, but the expensive things uh, they are in the boutique have you ever passed by a boutique that um the owner of the boutique is shouting come and buy or oh, come and buy no is it it's strange it's weird it can never happen you see it, it's like it's strange I've, I've not seen some before. i don't know if you've seen some before and please if you've seen that that means that it is not a boutique do you get me it is it's a branded katamanto things like it's a branded cheap things yeah so if you expose your body that is what it, that sorry that is that is what it means come and buy come and buy you are calling customers because it is what it is cheap hallelujah so these are some of the consequences when you work in the flesh because you are blinded to the things of the world so you don't know what is going on everything is normal they are wearing anklets my female friends are well are wearing anklets they are wearing rings is the trend they are wearing bodycon show show your your things like those kind of dresses you see so i also do some when i do some that shows that what um you see? and a good friend told me that she was told that any lady who shows her ties it means that my face is not nice so watch my ties my ties are rather nice you see you know that you are not beautiful so you are what you are using what your ties because you know that your ties is what is beautiful you see and it's wrong it's bad it's not done so you see but if you see i don't think a spiritual man of god oh i oh god forbid i don't know i don't know that i don't even know what to say i want to even mention it now because the spirit is even hitting my mouth papa even spirit permits me to use it i'm sorry papa even 
I know Papa Eben won't see a lady who exposes herself on call that I want you to be my future wife unless the spirit of God, even that one, if God even speaks to him. He has been listening to every day God speaks to him. He's attentive to listen to, to the voice of, of God. And every day when God speaks to him, at times before God will even do him, he will even respond to the him. But when God is to tell him that this lady, this slave queen is your wife, she will do prayer and fasting for 100 days. Do you get me? God will be speaking, but you will start. Mm-mm. Pastor, God, what like what you are saying, I'm not like, it's the devil. You, you now begin to even rebuke God. You see, you know he's an expensive man and he wants what? An expensive thing. Expensive things attract what? Expensive things. Do you get me? Yes, and Papa Stanley too. My God, <laughs> let me end it here. So let me continue. Um, it says, therefore, what the benefit were you then deriving from the sin of which you are now ashamed of? You see, when you come into the knowledge of Christ, when you come like now, when you are into the spirit. You no longer live according to the flesh. You begin to realize that mm, all these things are not good. That is when you begin to wash just You begin to cover yourself. Hey, you like you begin to you be ashamed of your thoughts. Those boys that when you see them, you begin to shake your buttons for them. You begin to work for them. Now when you see them, you begin to press your buttons inside, and you don't even want them to even see you. Do you get me? Okay. Let me continue. Thank you for my courage for letting me. So, another consequence of living in the flesh is that the Bible says, Do not be deceived. They say we shouldn't be deceived. God is not mocked. Galatians chapter 6, the verse number 7 to 8. Do not be deceived. Sorry, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will. Sorry. The one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. You see, whatever you sow here, yeah, that is what you reap. And remember the Bible says the wages of sin is death. It's not talking about this physical, this death or this earth death. It's talking about hell. The lake of fire. That is the death. So this, are, this is one main consequence of sin, of living in the flesh. You end up in the lake of what? Fire. Because where your father is, that is where you'll be. And the, your father is what? The devil. And because these are, these are his ways. So wherever he is, that is where you'll be. So you follow him. Like how the, the angels who he was able, the wanted angels who was able to deceive in heaven and now be, have now become principalities that wanted to be cast in the lake of fire. That is where we will also be. So if you follow the devil, just as the angels followed the devil and now they become demons, that is how you would also end up wherever they end up. That is it. Remember, they are winning souls for hell. They don't want to go there alone. So when you live according to the flesh, that is where you end up in. But when you live according to the spirit, you reap what eternal life. That is heaven. Amen. Now, I come to how to overcome the flesh. How can you overcome the flesh? 
dying to the flesh you see dying to the flesh it always means separation when we say dying to the flesh what does it mean that means separation separation our scripture will be taken from romans chapter 6 the verse number 23 romans chapter 6 the verse number 23 this is the wages of sin is death this death paul is referring to is eternal separation from god forever the, the death Paul was talking about in Romans chapter 6, the verse number 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. But I'm focusing on for the wages of sin is what is death. The death Paul was talking about here is separation from God. Because how many separation from God? And even when you're in the, when you're in the flesh, remember I told you that the, according to the definition of flesh, um, according to the, um, sorry, the biblical definition of the flesh, as I said in any that the flesh meaning that like living according living according to the flesh meaning separating yourself from Christ you become an anti-christian you don't respond to the things of Christ you've decided to work to live according to the flesh because that is what pleases you because this world we live in is already an option God has given us that option to choose between life and death so you see it is in your own hands the ball is in your court okay so the death Paul was talking about is total separation eternal separation not even here on earth because Remember, mercy is on earth. A prostitute can change and become righteous and accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and personal Savior and go to the heaven. The eternal, the, the eternal, the separate, the death Paul was talking about here is eternal what? Separation from God. That is hell. And you know, after earth, there is life after death. And that is what eternal, wherever you be, you will be just forever and ever. So that means you know it, it is not here on earth that you can sit, you can backslide and go back to God. Mm-mm. After death, there is no what there is no mercy. So you will be wherever you be forever. Okay, so we should be vigilant. So the only way we can overcome this is to overcome and these three sins. That is the last of the eye the last of the sin and okay i'll get to the next one i gave you and I'll, I'll elaborate on that so let me first talk about the how to overcome the last of the eye the, the last of the eyes can be described as the sinful desire to want to have the things we see such as money material possessions houses cars a certain physical appearance or even looking at someone last mercy do you get me so the last of the eyes has to do with the eye whatever we see remember the the one one main gate to um to the brain or to our system or to our soul is the what the eye the eye is the reason why we sin things we see do you get me we always want to put it into practice the eye is what leads us into what that is what we need i said the last of the eye can be okay papa caris okay thank you i said the last of the eye can be described as the sinful desire to want to have the things we see 
But the things you see, you get me. And what are some of the things you see? Money, material things, buildings, cars. You see, houses, bracelets, jewelries, and all other material things. Do you get the things of this world? So, just add. This are what this is. When I say the last of the eye, this is the definition of the last of the eye. To desire, to want to have the things you see. That is the last of the eye. So when you should you should be mindful of you should you should you, should, you see you should have control over your sight. There are certain things you should overlook it. Is it you you a lady is the is the is the body consistent skinny? She gets you. You can overcome this by taking your eyes off it, taking your mind off it. Do you get me? And through this, you wouldn't um you wouldn't be caught up by the last of the eye. I have limited time, so I have to run fast. Okay, so okay, so now I come to how to overcome the flesh. This is part of our main topics, how to overcome the flesh which is consider yourself dead to the flesh this is one way one main way you can overcome the things of what of the flesh you should consider yourself dead to the things of the flesh the bible says when jesus died our flesh died within romans 6 verse 11. the bible teaches that in romans 6 verse 11 that the bible um that's when Jesus Christ said, He said He has crucified the flesh and its desires on the cross. So when you crucify, when you consider yourself dead to the flesh, because Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. He said when He died, He died with He crucified, but He died along with the flesh. So if you consider yourself dead to the to the flesh, you make up your mind. You see, it's a mindset. When you make up your mind that. Hmm, I'm dead to the flesh. I will never do the things of the flesh. You would what? You would abstain from it. You will be able to overcome it. You'll be able to what? Overcome the things of the flesh. So you should always consider yourself dead to the things of the flesh. The next one is crucify the cravings of the flesh, the appetites, the desires. Then you be all. You all know your weak points. Somebody's weak point is when you touch the person. Somebody's weak point is um. Maybe the person cannot stand seeing um, things for long. You see, you should know yourself. So when you see, when you you know that this thing, when you set your eyes on this thing, or as I've set my eyes on this thing, the thing will start to take it, take it, take it. What do you have to do? Flee from it. You can, we should always entangle ourselves and or be embracing the thing. Don't always, don't always think that, oh, I'm praying, I'm praying against the see. You can pray against something, but the thing will not work when you don't make up your mind to want to take a step. Because as I'm preaching to you, when you don't make up your mind, the the the, the, the sermon or the teachings wouldn't be effective. Do you get me? The only way it will be effective is when you accept it in your heart and you make up your mind. That's why he said the only way you can become born again is accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. You see, when you accept it with your heart and you confess with your mouth, when you when you don't accept it with your heart, without your heart is what is vanity. Hallelujah. So we should we should we should 
crucify the cravings of the flesh. So Jesus crucified the flesh's power on the cross, demonstrating that the Christian life involves crucifying desires and passion of the flesh. And we can get this in Galatians chapter 5, the verse number 24. We talks about the temptation of Christ when he was tempted by the devil. He didn't follow his desires. Jesus Christ, when he was tempted by the devil, he was hungry to eat the bread or to throw himself off um, the, the, is it the mountain or the building? Jesus Christ, you see, if you even, even Jesus Christ was God, day, but even with him, he always wanted the will of God to be done. Every day, Jesus Christ was still at his father. When Jesus Christ was about to die, he said, he wished, if it was his will, he wished that this car, sorry, this car would pass over him. So this should tell you that even Jesus Christ himself, he didn't operate based on his word, his will. He did everything based on the Father's will. So as a human being, you should also have that mentality that, um, excuse me for my words, I'm a fool to this world. I'm living my life based on what on Christ. Whatever Christ tells me to do, that is what I will do. This is the only way you can be able to overcome the flesh. You see, Jesus Christ, and he was he was human like us. But why is it that he was the only righteous and holy person? Why is it that he was able to overcome all this? But he made up his mind that only the will of the Father will be done. You always act based on what the will of his Father. So if you also if you also want to work to to overcome the things of this special, you also want to become like Christ. If you if you believe that what you are Christ-centered, you are Christ-minded, you should also make up your mind that the ways of Christ will be your ways. Whatever Christ will tell you to do, no matter what, if it if, if it if it will even take your life, you will do it. Or the life of your your beloved or your mom or your friend, you will do it. Do you get me? Because of Christ. Amen. Now the last. Now the final one is commit to following the leading of the Holy Spirit. We are there to the flesh. Remember, Jesus Christ has crucified it on the cross for us. So now you have to what you have to follow the leadings of your of the Holy Spirit. Now you are being led and directed by what the Holy Spirit. Do you get me? Because when you no longer live according to the flesh, that means you are living according to the spirit. And if you have accepted to live according to the spirit, God bless you, Minister David. And as you decided to what to live according to um, the ways of Jesus Christ, this can only be done by the Holy Spirit. That is why Jesus Christ said that He's going, therefore, He'll bring you what a comforter. So the Holy Spirit is the only spirit that is holy that is the meaning of what the holy spirit the holy spirit is christ in you christ has to go to become a spirit and he's he's the only what holy spirit so the holy spirit is the one that will guide you in all truth is the one that will be able to tell that will be able to help you to walk in life because when jesus christ died you see um, Jesus Christ said certain things that we don't know. The only way we'll be able to know this or identify this things is only through the Holy Spirit. So the only way you can overcome the flesh is what committing to follow, um, 
to following the leadings of the Holy Spirit. And this can be taken from the book of Galatians chapter 5, the verse number 16, which says, Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the last of the flesh. As Christians, we were not called to stand still like a car with the brakes on. We need to move forward. The key which the key which determines how fast our Christian life can go is our communion, covenant, and commitment to the Holy Spirit. Do you get me? Don't pray and sit down saying God will change me. Mm-mm. You also have to take a step. You should make that conscious effort by saying, I refuse to be tempted. Do you get me? You, you should always make that conscious effort that I've been led by the Holy Spirit, even though I've been praying against my weakest point, which is in the flesh. I've also made up my mind that whatever the Holy Spirit will tell me to do, that is what I will do. So in as much as I'm praying against the spirit of fornication, I'm also making sure that regardless of the temptation that comes my way, I'll be able to to resist it. Hallelujah. So this is, these are the ways you will be able to overcome the things of the flesh. Now let me talk about the spirit briefly. Is it the spirit? Now we say the spirit. What is the spirit according to Jesus Christ? What is the spirit according to Jesus? He said, the spirit is that which is eternal in the person. Do you get me? In fact, when Jesus died on the cross, then Jesus, calling out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When Jesus Christ was there, he said, Father, into your hands I commit what? My spirit. And having said this, he what? He breathed his last breath. This can be found in the book of Luke chapter 23, the verse number 46. Jesus Christ committed his spirit in the hands of what? Of God. Now, and people have been contemplating on the difference between the, the soul and the spirit. This is also one challenge. And let's look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, the verse number 23. Which says, they are fundamentally the same in man. The spirit, the soul and the spirit, they are fundamentally what? The same. That is, as the church, sorry, as the church teaches, the soul signifies the spiritual principle of man. The soul. It signifies the spiritual principle of man. The human body is human precisely because it is animated by a spiritual word, soul. The human body is human precisely because it is animated by a spiritual soul. Do you know that um, animals have soul? Every living organism here on earth have a soul. What distinguish which we human beings from other living organisms or living things is because we have spirit attached to our soul. That is what distinguishes us from what? From other living things. Angels don't have soul. Neither, they don't have spirit as well. But we human beings, we have soul and what? And spirit. You see, a soul on its most basic level is the life principle. Or animating principle of a body. In other words, all living bodies have a soul. If they did not have souls, they would not be alive. Do you get me? If living organisms, I'm talking about other living organisms, if they don't have souls, they wouldn't be alive. So they should tell you that we all have souls. 
while plant animals and anything living contains a soul the human soul is unique in man the soul has not only vegetative powers as plants have i'm i'm taking you into um into science soon you see and sensitive powers as animals have but also rational powers which makes it akin to pure spirit in that sense it is this rational power that separates us from other living beings in this world is it consequently we say that a human is unique among living beings because a human is a created immorality spirit united to and animating a body is it The other was saying consequently we say that a human is unique among living beings because a human is a created immorality spirit united to thank you papa caris immoral immoral immortal sorry immortal spirit united to and animating a body in other words man is the only bodily being whose soul is a spirit and the only spirit which is a soul only in humans do we find both soul and spirit. Do you get me? It's only in humans that we will find soul. That's why I said we humans, we are made up of three. Soul, spirit, and what? And body. But we have a spirit attached to what? Our soul. Okay. And the only spirit, which is the soul. Um, Only in humans do we find both soul and spirit. Indeed, man is a human person. Though made of body and soul is a unity. In itself, in its very bodily condition, it is synthesize the elements of material world, which through its are thou um, brought to their highest perfection. Okay. So, in view of this, all I'm trying to say is that to cut it short, I'm, and my time is limited. Um, we human beings, what um, differentiates us from other living organisms is that we we, we have spirits. We have spirits that, and um, this is what makes us sensitive to other spiritual things. You see, life is we know life is spiritual. You see, we cannot. You see, animals don't respond. Um, animals don't fight spiritual battles. It's we humans that fight spiritual battles. Okay, because the world, everything about the world is what is spiritual. Everything about the world is what is spiritual. So we are the only ones that fight what spiritual battles. This is why we have what a spirit attached to what our soul. Hallelujah. Okay, now let's come to life in the spirit. We talk about many verse from Romans chapter 8, the verse number 21, which says, Living life in the spirit can be described as a way of setting our hearts on the leadings of the Holy Spirit. So when we say leadings of when sorry, life in the spirit, life in the spirit means that you are living according to the principles or um according to the fruit of what of the spirit. Everything spiritual, you are leading, you are living according to it. Sorry. And this is taken from the book of Galatians, chapter 5, the verse number 22 to 23, which talks about the fruit of the Spirit. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, 
goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such, there is no law. So these are what the fruit of what the spirit. But as a child of God, you should always have the love of God in you. When you have the love of God in you, you you want what you want fornicate, you want envy, you won't fall into drunkenness, you wouldn't gratify the things of what of the flesh, but always what you always do the things of the spirit. Hallelujah. So, and then we can also have uh, our next quotation from the book of Romans, chapter 5, the verse number 8 to 9. We say, Those who live according to the flesh have their mind set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the spirit have their mind set on the spirit's desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It's please God. And it's the fact. If you are in the flesh, you can never please God because you are blind to the things of God. Hallelujah. Let me end it there and let me go to my last um, teachings for today, which is um, benefits of walking in the spirit. And one benefit of walking in the spirit is it prevents condemn sorry condemnation before God. When you walk according to the Spirit, you always do things that pleases God. You see, because God will always let you and operate what in the Spirit. That is why you have the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit to what to come and revive your spiritual what man, your spiritual being. The Holy Spirit what makes you sensitive to the things of God. It comes to awaken your spiritual mind to make it was sensitive to the things of God. So therefore, was you always do things to please what God. Romans chapter eight, the verse number one. We can have this in Romans chapter eight, the verse number one. Amen. Now, for time's sake, please, if you can kindly put the scripture in the in the platform. So I move on to the next verse. Okay, God bless you, Mr. Levy. He said, therefore, there is no condemnation for these, for, sorry, for those who are in Christ Jesus. You see, you are not condemned because you want to live in Christ. Because you always do things to please Christ. So, therefore, you cannot, you will not be condemned. And the condemnation that the Bible is talking about, that you will not end up in what hell. You will not do things that will lead you or end you up in hell. And therefore, when you are living sinful, you will see how your life will become measurable. All right, you face the consequences here and go and continue in hell. Hallelujah. Now, the second one is what it denies the devil access to our lives. Ephesians chapter 4, the verse number 27. It denies the devil access to our lives. When you live according to the, the flesh, sorry, according to the spirit, you are always you are always sensitive to the, the things of what this um to the things of God. So the enemy is even afraid, he cannot come close to you. You see, the devil will not have room in your life because you've already set your body as the temple of God. You see, you have refused to what to accept the things or fall short for the things of what of the flesh. So therefore, now the spirit has now become Lord over you. You are now what doing the things of God. So therefore, anything you do in the flesh, anything you do in the spirit, what affects what the flesh. And therefore, the enemy cannot operate what through the flesh to harm you. Hallelujah. 
now the next one is it makes us true worshipers john chapter 4 the verse number 23 to 24 it makes us true worshipers john chapter 4 the verse number 23 sorry the verse number 23 to 24 and our last quotation will be talking from galatians chapter 5 the verse number 21 and that one is under it's um one benefit of working in the spirit is it enables us access our inheritance in god this is because but yeah, let me talk about um, um it makes us true worshipers you see because anything you do it you do it what anything you do is right because you are following the laws and principles of god it's like being it's like following the rules and regulations of your schools you will never fall into trouble because anything you do is right do you get me you always be praised by what by your teachers or by your head so it also applies here when you always live according to the spirit you are directed by god so therefore your ways are what are upright and if your ways are upright anything you do they are what they are right in the sight of god so when you are worshiping you become what a true worshiper you are living what a rightful way a righteous way you get me so anything you do as you fellowship in christ you are not what a part-time christian you are not being a hypocrite you've surrendered your all to god to god anything you are doing you've surrendered you've decided to give your all you've come in all your heart your soul your mind you've given all to god to christ you get me yes so that makes you a true worshiper lastly it enables us assess our inheritance in god galatians chapter 5 the verse number 21 it enables us assess our inheritance in what in god anything anything see anything the world can give you god jesus christ god can give it to you in abundance so therefore you all you already have your your what your blessing your gift anything you want to in christ one heaven awaits you paradise awaits you if you don't want to if you don't want this what else do you want the cash you want the cash the world can give you if the world can give you one god can give you thousand the houses you want you get the kind of woman the kind of man you want the kind of mansions you want to set up the kind of things you want to do you want you will get everything was in christ because god says well see he the kingdom of god first and everything what will be added what unto you so when you after and since you've put god first you've decided to lay down your life for god anything anything god will say that is what you do what would you lack god won't let you lack anything that the enemy will come and stand on that word to deceive you and have access in your life do you get me but he would always provide you always give you everything and we can also even relate this to our lives the child who is always who is always pleasing the, the um, our parents they are the ones who would always get the good things do you get me when you always please your parents you are the one who always get a good thing so that is it that also applies to god when you always do things to please god god will give you anything more at times you not even ask but he'll give it to you even as you are even sinners at times we don't ask but god gives it to us how much more we, we have how much more we laying down our lives we're coming in all to christ to surrender our lives to him and that we've accepted that god we've put the flesh and everything has been worth been crucified and therefore our lives have been given to christ so therefore whatever he tells us to do as jesus christ laid down his life for for god to, for him to be used by god so would we also lay down our lives as vessels and instruments to be used by god to bring glory unto the holy name 
you will never lack anything because the bible is what is true everything god said in the bible is true yeah the bible doesn't lie the bible doesn't lie and since the bible doesn't lie whatever is written in the bible will surely come to pass in our lives if we only do that's what is expected of us so god bless you all this brings us to the end of today's session sorry today's teaching or today's sermon yes um which is titled how to deal with and overcome the desires of the flesh so god richly bless you all <laughs> for being a part for being a part to make this fellowship a success enjoy the rest of your night amen God bless us. town all here. Oh, praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Possible because we have added here. Okay. of your inability to have ministered today. Yes, that tells us that where there is a will, there is a way. Right? Where there is a will, there is a way. And anything we can conceive and believe, we can achieve. Anything our spirit, the minds of our spirits, can conceive so we can believe in our hearts we can achieve with the right people 
with the right frame of mind, at the right place, at the right time. With God, all things are possible. Amen. And that is my joy for you, Christiana. You have done well. Yes. Some of us don't know the story, what happened earlier today, but I received the call <laughs> from her. She told me she was not at all. In fact, just a few hours to the session, some of us are probably thrilled by her delivery. Just a few hours to the session, the call came and she felt not like woefully or inadequately prepared, but not prepared at all. But this is what God can do when we avail ourselves, when we yield and we put our trust in Him. The Bible says, under His wings shall we trust. Amen. Availability. It makes grace available. Taking instructions from the leadership God has placed over us. It also enhances that which God has placed in us. It enables us to be able to unearth, refine, and also deliver that which God has deposited in us. Amen. So sometimes this is a word to a word of exhortation to all of us. Sometimes you may not feel adequate. Sometimes you may feel like um, you are not up to the task. You may feel like time is behind you. Not only when it comes to ministry or this school of ministry, but sometimes in your general life, you feel that others are moving forward and you are still sort of entangled with things that are weights, that are besetting you, that are holding you back. And you feel that you may not be able to reach your finish line, the finish line of your race on time. Bible says that look unto Jesus looking unto Jesus look unto Jesus he is the author and when you look unto Jesus understand that Jesus may not come down he it is possible he can come down to help you but he may not come down to help you with in, in his celestial glory or person but he works through men to men that is why if you teach on leadership and submission and you fail to touch on humanity human leadership and authority bible says be subject to the governing authority or the governing authority romans chapter 13 or so be subject to the governing authority for every authority on earth is established by god whether political authority familiar authority i mean that that which exists by by means of consanguinity or authority in the body of christ Bible says all authority is established by God. So if you touch on spiritual authority and you touch on whatever angelic, or you touch on hierarchy and rankings, authority and dominions in angelology and in whatever, Christology, and you fail to touch on humanity, you are failed. You are failed. Maybe you could, your teaching will best profit men and spirits in the heavenly places. But so long as we are on earth, that's why Jesus told a parable to his disciples to this end. He says, men ought always to pray. Prayer is in the realm of men. There are, there are dimensions of um, 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 
terrestrial hierarchical organizations and organograms that are in the realm of men this cosmos god does it to establish order in the body order in his house because christ as a son over his own house i think hebrews chapter 13 or so hebrews chapter 5 or hebrews chapter 13 christ as a son over his own house whose house we are we are in his house we are in the household of faith and so there is order he is our father and he rules through other leaders that he has established that is why an angel didn't come and preach this gospel you heard to you he took a man god working through a man a, a man i'm using man in, in a generic sense but to be gender specific a female so all our teachings the other time i was listening to the, the, the teaching on submission here and everything was jesus jesus, jesus. it was a, it, it, it it was good but I, I would, if I'm to mark it by certain standards, I'll give it 25 or maybe 30% at best. Because you are not living in heaven all the time. You're not living with angels all the time. We submit to God, the utmost, the highest authority. But there, is, there are authorities in men. God, Bible says, Paul planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. There are men that are planters we work with. There are men that are waterers we work with. And there are men that are also laboring. Aaron and Er, they held up the hands of Moses, a spiritual authority over the people of Israel. We work with men. Amen. It took a man. Sometimes it will take women like Mary Magdalene. They go to the grave, they get there on time, earlier than every other person. A woman at the well, like the Samaritan woman. She became an evangelical authority, telling men, heralding, telling men, heralding his. He had, she had met a man who told her everything about herself. God works through men to men. So I'm happy that Mary has delivered very well and um, um, in fact I, I, I was following, I was following, I just, I couldn't type but I've been blessed. Only I have one or two things to touch on to clarify about the definition of the soul, okay? The soul and the spirit are not essentially one. There are, there are very clear or distinct differences between the soul. Of a being a sentient being and then the spirit of any being that possesses a spirit okay the spirit is the breath of God in man there are spirits actually classified or categorized grouped into four three main categories we have number one the spirit of God or the spirit that are in the realm of deity and then we have the human spirit and then we have satanic or evil spirits okay so you have your spirit living in you and you have the holy spirit living in you so christians don't only have a regenerated spirit that which is justified 
unlike the spirit of the unbeliever which is not yet regenerated but we also have the holy spirit in us so the human spirit is that which we 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 was it's a the portion of god that left god through god's exhale and then inhabited came to dwell and energized and and and, and quickened the the flesh okay the the earth the the earth the earth man that man god formed from the ground that force that life force that came to vitalize the shape that god formed from the ground that is the, the god's exhale that became our inhale that our life force that is the spirit of a man it is different from the soul the soul is the interface the mingling the the, the effect the spirit is a cause the soul is the effect that is the result of the intermingling between the flesh, okay, the suke, the the, the 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 or the nefesh, the nefesh rather, the flesh and then the spirit, the spirit, that interface between. And so, properly categorized or defined into its distinct components, we will be looking at the soul as the realm of your mind. The realm of your will the realm of the realm of your intellect as well as your emotions and is a product of the mingling of the spirit and the body so man is not entirely so man is not entirely body man is not entirely spirit we are a combination of that but the truest essence of a man is the spirit amen So I just wanted to, so it is true, animals have souls. Animals have souls. She said that, I just want to reiterate that. So God bless us all so much. God bless you, um, my baby girl, as I always call you. And now I don't think I'll stop calling you my baby girl. Even when you are married, I'll still, in case I don't marry you myself, then maybe and someone marries you, dear. <laughs> Please, so... Yeah, <laughs> my baby girl says, I can't say this one on air. <laughs> Mama Meg, Mama Meg, easy does it, eh? Easy does it, easy does it. And TJ, Eboko, Agroni from Mama Infanto from Naye, Yemobon, and TJ, Avutre, Avutre. I see the Yamia Dum Cobra be in here. There is no Cobra here. Alright, so um, God has been good. We want to lift up our voices in one minute and thank God for a groundwork. <laughs> please, please, just let's lift your voice and we want to thank God for the word. We want to thank him for grace. We want to thank him for enlightening us. We want to thank him for everything. Just lift your voice. Thank him, thank him, give him glory. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for your word. We give you glory. We give you honor, thanks and adoration. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for the entrance of your word, which has brought us light. We give you glory. We give you glory. We thank you for imparting understanding unto us. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus.
We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We give you glory, Jesus. Amen. God bless each and every one of us for making it. Please keep burning for Jesus. Don't forget to talk to somebody about Jesus. Remember that Jesus loves you so much. That should be the love that sustains you. That should be the love around which everything you're doing for God and for the kingdom should revolve. That should be the love that you should look towards or look up to the most. He has loved you with an everlasting love. Jeremiah 31. And remember that I also love you so much. But Jesus loves you more and more than I can ever dare or try to love you. People of God, we meet again, God willing, tomorrow for another session. Until then, please keep burning for Jesus. Remember that the days are evil and the, the time of his coming is drawing near. Keep seeking oil in your lamp. Amen. Keep seeking oil in your lamp. Let's walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise people. Until we meet again, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.